Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Capitals preparing for the Bolts. Tom Galitti from NHL.com will join us from practice. And 14 years ago today, the Capitals clinched the first playoff spot in the Alex Ovechkin era. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 5th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Caps got back to practice yesterday at MedStar Capitals Iceplex, preparing to meet the two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, tomorrow night. And Ben, a little bit of tweaking. We saw TJ Oshie yesterday move up to the top line and play alongside Alex Ovechkin and Evgeny Kuznetsov. The kids are still on the sideline, apparently, with Axel Janssen, Fialbi, Connor McMichael not cracking the top 12. So more or less with some minor tweaks, it would seem, as we get into the game tomorrow night, the Capitals are going to have pretty much the same cast of characters at forward. Yeah, but I do think that's your headline if you're to take one from practice. The fact that Connor McMichael, Axel Janssen, Fialbi still rotating in, presumably set to become healthy scratches once again against the Lightning, assuming these 12 forwards remain in some capacity, depending on the combinations. It's a veteran-laden group right now. Peter Laviolette's going to ride with his veterans to try to get them out of this recent funk. So, yeah, some tweaking as far as the combinations, but the personnel itself, no changes there. The veterans, uh, they're going to ride with them, at least uh, it seems, heading into Tampa Bay coming up tomorrow. We spent time on the show yesterday. We talked about it during the post game on Sunday as well, speculating on what may be the plan with a goaltending. We've got Tom Galitti coming up here in just a couple of minutes, and and his take on it is going to be very VTech in nature, and I think understandably, but this is going to be an interesting decision because whoever plays tomorrow is going to get two of the next three. We know that because you got the back-to-back coming up. So as the discussion goes on here, we're still – Kind of wondering how this is going to go. Really, I think looking at right now, not just tomorrow, but the next three games. Yeah, and and I, I still maintain, and I might be in the minority on this, even if you turn to Ilya Samsonov against Tampa Bay. And I'm not suggesting it will play out that way. But if they do, if you give Vitek Vanacek a little reset here, etc., you want to word it like that, if you go Samsonov, two of the next three, if you do that, I don't think it means... You've suddenly flipped the script and you have a new number one in these parts. VTech ought to carry the load with 13 games remaining down the stretch. I would imagine you're going to lean on him more heavily just based on, again, the past few weeks, the, the body of work really since mid-January that VTech has shown. But it'll be interesting to see, nonetheless, who, who goes against Tampa Bay and the high-flying offense that's coming to town. But again, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't read too, too much if Samsonov gets this nod against Tampa Bay, if it does, in fact, play out that way. Not suggesting it will, but if it does. Hanging out here ringside with Tom Galitti from NHL.com as the Capitals getting ready for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Guess we got to go back and look at the game on Sunday first. Pretty tough performance at home and falling behind. And Minnesota with the two quick goals inside of two minutes. The second 
fastest they ever got two goals in a game in their history, and that's awfully tough to come back from. The Capitals never really got the offense going, end up falling to the wild. Yeah, that was really not the ideal way or the worst possible way to start a game against a team playing a second game of the back-to-back. The Wild, you know, they, they just gave them a 2 nothing lead, right, and didn't really have to do that much the Wild. The Capitals pushed back some, I thought, at, at, at times. We couldn't score really a lot of stuff from the outside, and then they really never mounted anything after that. So, unfortunately, a, a really tough game from start to finish for the Capitals. You cover a lot of teams, not just the Caps for NHL.com. I think Minnesota's legit. I love their defense. I thought they gave the Caps very little to the interior. And who's got deeper goaltending than they do when you can throw out Cam Talbot? Flurry gets it in Carolina, then coming in and getting it was Cam Talbot. I thought he was good, too. You've got scoring on three lines. You've got rough-and-tumble guys they went out and got at the deadline. If I'm Calgary and I'm Colorado, I'm worried about those guys. They're definitely a good-looking team right now. That You like the additions they made with Flurry, like you said. Their, their goaltending depth is strong. Their de- defense is strong. I think they have six guys who scored 20 goals. They have offensive depth. All the things you like, maybe you look at them and say, well, where are their centers? But they've as far as four lines, you get like their team. I think they're going to be a tough out, like you said. Calgary look like things they, they look like the dominant team other than than Colorado West and now you're saying another team that could be pushing pushing in the in that uh, Western Conference and maybe could emerge from that they could put some put some series together one of the things that we're going to be looking at between now and Wednesday into the weekend goaltending with the Capitals with Vitek Vanacek gives up five goals in two periods against Carolina gets pulled he ends up giving up four on 18 against Minnesota ends up going all the way It's not all on him, but some of it's on him. And now it seems like perhaps a lack of confidence. The team didn't play very well in front of him. This is a tough place to be in the first week of April with the playoffs just four weeks away. Yeah, like you said, I mean, some of it is him, some of the team. And it's hard to get your confidence as a goalie when your your team isn't playing well in front of you. But at the same time, the team needs you to play well behind them. (laughs) It's It's a give and take there. So I feel like he needs to play again at some point you know they have to they have to try to get him back in a rhythm he's not in a rhythm right now and try to find his confidence again but unfortunately for them the teams they're playing are not teams you're going to a goal for a goalie to gain his confidence against you got tampa bay you got pittsburgh you got boston those are three tough assignments and uh one of the goalies is going to play two of those games so it'll be interesting to see what the capitals do with that Tarek and i chatted a little bit about this last week here on the show where you don't have a lot of that upward mobility that you're not going to, in all likelihood, get out of the two wild card spot, but you're probably not going to get caught either unless something really bad happens. You're probably the eight. And if you come to the rink and you know that, is that a tough thing to, when you've got a game against Minnesota and you've got those six days off to try and get back into it, does that play into it? Or does, maybe conversely, does that help you a little bit? You've got to raise your level as you start to get ready for the playoffs. You're playing good teams as you do it. I think you have to try to find a way to raise your level. Like you said, they are kind of locked in, and really whatever they do is not going to impact who they're going to play. It's going to be decided by you know the teams above them who gets the first seed. So in that way, yeah, there's, there's some maybe complacency that sets in. I think, you know, maybe the coaching staff is also looking for some things and looking at line combinations and stuff like that where they know there is maybe a little wiggle room. But you need to start playing well and consistent going over the next three weeks here because there's no, there's no flipping the switch. You know, we, the Capitals have seen that when they had really good teams, and this is not a, a team that's playing as well as those teams did late in the season. The kids in the forward core, this is a team that for the first time all season, 
Obviously, Carl Hagelin not going to be part of things here moving forward after the eye injury. But for the most part, this team is pretty healthy. So a guy like Connor McMichael, actually Janssen Fialbi on the sidelines as healthy scratches here. I guess we'll have a better idea by the time we get to Wednesday. But got to think that they would get a look sooner rather than later. And you know, if you're getting your doors blown off at home, you're going to make some changes. Those guys be at the ready to come in and try and make the most of that opportunity. That that's another thing they'll be interested to see whether he gives either Peele or that gives the guys that were in the lineup on Sunday another try and see if they can put it together. But I think there's going to be a short leash there because you know, Connor McMichael was playing well before he was taken out of the lineup Sunday. You know, Axel Janssen Vialbi he, he did a pretty good job too. So I think there's there's going to be there's options now which they haven't really had all season. So it'll be interesting to see how that is approached. I feel like they might give him one more game, but then after that. Peter Laviolette was clear that that was a starting point. So what happens after a starting point? You go somewhere else if it doesn't work. If the NHL is having a fairy tale end to its regular season, hockey has its Cinderella. Ten seconds left for the Washington Capitals. Southeast Division Champions. That's when everything turned in Washington and the Washington Capitals became a popular team. And when we won that last game, I remember catching myself. It almost felt like we won the Stanley Cup. It was such a quite a run and, and the place was that loud and uh, excited. I said, oh, geez, it, all we did was make the playoffs, but it was still a spectacular. Uh, it was quite a feat. I don't know. You know I, I don't imagine any team has ever done that. It was on this date 14 years ago, April 5th, 2008. In many ways, the beginning of the Rock the Red era. The first time in the playoffs for Alex Ovechkin as the Caps defeated the Florida Panthers. Joe B. on the call there, of course. George McPhee on the moment as the Capitals win the Southeast Division under Bruce Boudreaux. I was still in Hershey at the time, Ben, but I certainly remember when Bruce came up at Thanksgiving and the wild ride it was. Capitals only had six wins at that point. They were in the bottom of the Eastern Conference and to come all the way back and ushered in an entirely new era of Capitals hockey. Yeah, it really was. It was sort of the real start of the Rock the Red era where the team in this market, as George alluded to, really took it to another level, the popularity, and it was that run. It was late in the regular season. They had no choice, John, but to win their final seven games and I believe 11 of their last 12 just to get into the postseason. The odds were really stacked against them with about a month remaining in the season. They had no choice but to win out and get help on the out-of-town scoreboard, and they did, and it all lined up so that it all came down. It was a win and in game. Game 82 against the Florida Panthers 14 years ago tonight. Place was rocking, sold out building, all clad in red. It was a great atmosphere. Home team didn't disappoint. They lived up to the hype going into that game. And it really was a celebratory evening. The great call there from Joe Beninati as well. It was a Cinderella team at the time setting the stage for a real perennial contender annually in the years that would follow. It's the Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning coming up tomorrow at 7.30, 7.15 airtime on 106.7 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. A note on the TV side tomorrow. The game will be on TNT nationally. No NBC Sports Washington for this one or the next three after that. Your only Caps-friendly call of the action on 106.7 The Fan and CapsRadio247.com. One other note, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but Sunday, quick program note on a game against Boston. Getting into baseball season now, Nats regular season action starting later this week. Sunday's game 
on the move on your radio dial. You hear the caps and the Bruins with a 130 faceoff in D.C. and Baltimore on 99.1 FM. Big boom and signal on 99.1 that day. If you're anywhere in Maryland, good chunk of the eastern shore, you can pick us up again. 99.1 flamethrower signal. Catch us there Sunday beginning at 1.15. In the meantime, Ben, have yourself a stupendous Tuesday, will you? Happy Tuesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.